Welcome back to another episode of My Life in a Poem podcast. I am your host, Angelina, and on this podcast, we discuss poetry, codependency, trauma, healing, and the tea behind the poetry. So if you like all of that stuff, keep listening. All right, welcome to my Life in a Poem podcast. Now we have a YouTube channel, and so this will be our YouTube channel, and I will be uploading the podcast here as well. So not only will you be able to see it on Spotify, but you will be able to see it on YouTube. And I just wanted to add a face to the podcast because I am Angelina, I am your host. And let's get to it because it's been a lot that's been happening. So, man, I mean, y'all know that I'm in graduate school. Um, I'm in the social work grad program and I'm graduating here this upcoming May. So, Lord, just everything has been happening. Like, I've been having so much go on. And I've been having a lot of stress around just friendships, relationships, uh, this dating process with employers. It feels like so much dating, like I'm going on friend dates, I'm going on romantic dates, I'm going on job dates. I mean, I'm, I'm just dated out <laughs> at this point. And I even got a new therapist because I was like, yeah, this is too much stress. Your girl needs to talk to somebody. What's up? So I got a therapist and I wanted to share a nugget with y'all that she shared with me, which is about having an alternative plan. She shared with me that I'm a person that I expect things from people because I am resilient, and so I want them to be as resilient as I am. And of course, you know, I share with her my childhood traumas and things of that nature. And I've shared a little bit with y'all on the podcast on Spotify. So go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it. But um, yeah, so with that, she basically was telling me that I have a lot of resilience. And so when people are not as resilient as I want them to be, I get let down. And that also comes with my plan and me wanting to graduate grad school and get this job and it should be the right job and it should be the right fit. And of course, nothing feels like the right fit. None of these jobs feel like something I'm about to be happy with and especially not with the pay. So it's just really stressful. Like nothing is perfect. No relationship is perfect. Nobody I'm dating is perfect. No job is perfect. Like, no friend is perfect. And it's just me letting go of that idea of perfection and letting go of the idea that people should be as resilient as I am or, or people should um, do the things as I would expect them to. And so the nugget that she gave me was to have an alternative plan. Now, y'all, an alternative plan, like, what is that? What is this? Like, I have a plan. This is the only plan that works. 
So for her to say, oh, no, come up with an alternative plan, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so you saying a plan B and plan A don't work. She's like, no. Two plans. I'm like, okay. That was that blew my mind. It blew my mind because I never even fathomed the idea of having two plans. It just felt like one plan was the right plan. I mean, we kind of have this idea about everything, right? Like, you got the perfect guy. He either is or he isn't. You got the, the perfect place you want to live. It either is or, or it isn't. It's like, yeah, some things that you maybe want to um, settle on if it doesn't fit exactly what you want. But it's kind of hard to say, like, oh, I would want just two different things. Like, I could take this or I could take that. And I found that it was very hard for me to wrap my mind around that idea. So I knew, all right, this is something I need to heal in. This is a place of growth that I need. So that was my first therapy session. (laughs) So tip number one, get a therapist. Or somebody, some type of support. Somebody that's going to push you to think outside the box. Somebody that's going to um, help navigate those tough spots. And she also told me, she was like, you may not feel like you have the support right now, but it will come. She was like, you in the right place, at the right time, with the right email, with the right therapist. And I'm like, it doesn't feel like it. It does not feel like it. This feels like a identity crisis. Because I don't know where I fit in the social work world. I don't know which job is for me. Like, this doesn't feel like the right. This doesn't feel right. Like, it's where I'm supposed to be. I'm I'm supposed to be struggling. Like, hey. But that's therapy session number one. So another thing I want to bring to y'all is a poem. Because who would I be? without giving you some poetry. I mean, this is my life in a poem podcast. (laughs) So here we go. Rejection. I wonder how many have walked away from me because they have brought their rulers and realized that they could not measure up. I wonder how many had prior obligations and bit off more than they can chew. I wonder how many saw and realized that without a doubt, I was too much to handle. I wonder what decisions went into the decline they gave when they chose to stop the chase. Like, did they look at two paths and choose the one that left me behind? I wonder what thoughts went through their minds when they realized their path did not align with mine. My ego likes to tell me that they see me and realize that they did not fit the job description. But my insecurity preaches it's me. I'm too much and I'm not enough. It wonders how many will cross my path and choose another before I found the right match. And my higher self is somewhat comfortable with never having these answers. She relishes in the comfort that she is enough regardless of her suitor's decisions, and that even though she couldn't live in their vision, doesn't mean she's not built with the precision of a princess and the cuisine of a queen, three of me and so many of them, if only I had the ability to read minds and see how they came to their conclusions. 
but maybe I should be grateful for the things I'll never know. Maybe the universe is protecting me from the sides of rejections that don't show <laughs> rejection. So, man, if that does not encompass everything that I'm feeling right now, I don't know what does. I don't know what does because y'all like, okay, story time. So I was dating this guy and I was really feeling him, but like I knew that it wasn't it. I knew like it was something in my gut telling me that, okay, this isn't the person for you. But of course, the hope in me, the Sagittarius in me, because I'm a Capricorn, but I have a lot of Sagittarius traits in my birth chart. Oh, that Sagittarius in me was like, but what if? <laughs> but what if? And it was no, like, no. So I really liked him. He checked a lot of my boxes. Um, he was taking me out on dates, showing me a lot of beautiful attention, spending a lot of time with me, but he was very emotionally unavailable. He was very closed off. There was a lot of things he did not share with me. And I knew that that was not the type of attention that I wanted. I knew that I wanted someone that was willing to open up and build a connection with me because connection is cultivated by sharing, by the sharing of stories. That's what I wanted from him. That's not what he was willing to give. And instead of moving on and finding somebody that was willing to give that, I tried to make that work. And so it ended. Um, I think he ended up ghosting me, ultimately. He told me he wasn't ready for a relationship and ghosted me. And that's been something I've been dealing with. Uh, not a fan of ghosting because it leaves people with unresolved questions. I would rather just tell somebody, hey, this isn't working or I'm good on you. I mean, you don't owe them an explanation, but the least you can do is tell somebody when you're ending whatever y'all have going on. And I wasn't even afforded that. So that was something I've definitely been meditating on. I've been doing a lot of meditations on uh, rejection and letting go and also uh, letting go of letting go of my plan. Because as I told y'all with my therapy session, like I had a plan for him. <laughs> he was checking all my boxes and we was doing well. I had a plan for us, but an alternative plan is we just got to know each other and we hung out and we had a lot of good times. My plan was we got married. <laughs> it was just beautiful for each other, but hey, don't always work out like that. So I'm definitely getting more comfortable with um, alternative plans and not making one plan be better than the other, not making one plan mean that the other plan fails. It's just a different plan. So that's a lesson that I've learned over these few weeks. Also, something that came up in that situation was my weight. And that should have been a red flag right there. But he was trying to fit me into his plan quote unquote plan um because he mentioned that he liked me but he didn't like girls with stomachs i'm a girl with a stomach so how does that work 
And this is the question I posed to him. And he said, oh, well, um, it could work, but we just have to go on a few walks. <laughs> y'all, I'm like, y'all already know I'm on my, I'm on my weight loss journey because I've shared that in this podcast. So go on walks for who? For you? Not going on a walk for you. Going on a walk for me. And I told him, anybody that's in my life that doesn't like me at the weight I am now with the stomach I have now, is it for me? Because I like me now. I do want to be healthier. I do want to lose weight, but I like me now. So you can like me now as a person who is eating vegan, as a person who is eating pescatarian, as a person who is doing yoga, as a person who is doing meditation, as a person who is walking. As a person who is doing skate lessons, got to tell you about that too. You can you can like me as that person, but if you like me as the ideal person of you know hips, thighs, breasts, and a flat stomach, I'm not her. I am who I am. And so I was telling him, you know, the reason I would think that a person is attracted to someone who is physically fit is because it it signifies health. It signifies that a person cares about their body and is taking care of their body, which you should be. And there's nothing wrong with being attracted to someone who's physically fit. That's my goal. And if you want that person, then go be with that person. <laughs> there's plenty of them out here. But don't bash or try to change a woman who doesn't fit that, that physique that you want. You know, and the same thing for women. Like, we can't go out here and be like, oh, well, you know, I like him, but he don't make enough money. Well, I could I could build him up. No, you got to like that man for where he is right now. And hope and, and like him for the mindset of he is ambitious and he's making his own money. Same thing with me, with him being emotionally unavailable. I was trying to change him. I was trying to make him be emotionally available. He wasn't. I was even willing to like the emotional unavailability. <laughs> but the universe said something different. And he he told me he wasn't ready for a relationship. He ghosted me. Boom. So I got my answer. But next time I don't have to put myself through that. I could just, when I see that he doesn't fit this characteristic, just find somebody who does. Or not. Or not. Love on myself. I fit that characteristic. Cultivate friendships. Cultivate support. Family relationships. Other things. So I've, I, it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. Especially if you're a person who craves that intimacy and affection from a partner. And that's something that fit into my plan that was supposed to happen. I'm 24 now, you know, getting up there. <laughs> it's supposed to happen for me. That's that's what I'm, that's what my plan was. But now, recently, in my mid 20s, I'm getting used to another plan. Maybe it's not for me. I don't know if y'all noticed, but the higher the education, the least likely you are to get married. And I'm about to have a master's degree, so I hope marriage is for me. But I have to be okay if it's not. I can't be out here being depressed and ready to die because I'm not 
getting married. Like, it cannot be the end all be all. So, yeah, dating, this job search. Yeah, I don't even know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. I'm in a therapy role. I've been in a therapy role for two years. I think I want to do a program management role. I'm not really feeling therapy. I don't have the capacity to hold space for people. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm burnt out on it. And, and maybe it has something to do with the fact that I am in a stressful situation as far as finding a job. But nah, I enjoy therapy. I enjoy conducting therapy, but I don't think it's um, something I would want to do full time. So I'm definitely looking into more project management roles, even HR roles. Um, so if anybody has any ideas, any fellow social workers out there, if you want to comment on the podcast episode on Spotify or you want to comment on the podcast episode on YouTube, please do so. Please let me know. How did you feel when you were graduating? What was life like for you? <laughs> So yes, this is just a combination of my life in a poem, okay? So if you're here for it, join the family. Join my Life in a Poem podcast family on Spotify and on YouTube. We will be here for you. And I thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of my Life in a Poem podcast. Bye.